Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we look at timely and timeless issues through the lens of biblical truth. I'm your host, Mark Pennell, joined each week by Pastor Paul Sartorelli of Trinity Church in Metro, Ohio. This is our chance to take a look at important biblical, cultural, and contemporary topics that resonate for all listeners. Thanks for joining us today. By the time the average kid reaches 18, he or she has seen 81,000 murders on TV, uh, video games, and whatnot. 81,000. Wow. I'm Mark Pennell. Um, I'm the host to a program that is features our pastor, Paul Sartorelli, from uh, Trinity and Mentor. And we're trying to, with this thing called Fresh Take, uh, maybe give you a different twist on some of the things that might bother you. 81,000? 81,000. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it's getting worse. I mean, you and I grew up with Bonanza. And, <laughs> I mean, they still we still shot people up in the Wild West and yeah. John Wayne and all that. But it probably has gotten worse, hasn't right. it? I always loved it when they in the Wild West when they would. They, they, I don't know why they do this. When they would shoot, they go like this. <laughs> Hold the gun and point. Yes. Yeah, doing this doesn't make it the bullet go any faster. I don't understand. <laughs> so anyway, anyway. I, I could never figure out why they would shoot. Superman and the bullets would bounce off of him and then they would throw the gun at him and he would duck out of the way as if that that would hurt Superman. I never quite got that one. <laughs> Let me do a little bit of history on murder, just a teeny bit. On murder. This is a That's very a, positive subject, so here we yeah. go. Okay. Let's all smile. It's the sixth commandment and it, it's really basically two words or even you could... Uh, Make a don't murder. It's do not okay. murder. Word. Okay. You know, some of the commandments get a little more in depth from the top, but yep. this is clear. pretty straightforward. Yeah. In old Babylon, uh, if the victim did not die, the culprit had to swear under oath that he did not in any way mean to do it. And then he would have to pay the doctor bill. Oh, really? Yes. In Hittite, in Hittite law, a man could kill his wife in the act of adultery. It was all right. It's okay. Fine. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Well, you know, it's probably not part of the law, but it, I think in some countries today, culture wouldn't be far off of that. I don't want to name any, but I've been to some of them. Yeah, yeah, okay. In 21 BC, in southern Mesopotamia, the murderer would be put to death, but also his entire family would be given over to the um, the son of the victim as oh, slaves. Oh, my. Yeah, so don't do that. Um we could go on for further on this, but I will find, you know, boy, those barbaric days. How could we barely? Good thing we've progressed. In North Korea today, the guilty is still put to death by firing squad, hanging, or decapitation. Oh, my. In public. Wow. That the should public, be a deterrent. The public thing has to be so you don't. Wow, that that happened to Charlie. I'm not doing that. That's exactly right. Years and years ago, there, there was a movie um, called San Francisco, and it started, not the streets of San Francisco. No, it was, this is really old. This is 1936. It was the 30th anniversary of um, the the earthquake. Of, of, you know. Okay, so Carl Malden was only a gleam in his mother's eye <laughs> yeah. when this movie was made. Oh, <laughs> Oh, a lot of people know what you're talking about. You know? No, they don't, but some of you do. Uh, Mike and Michael um, uh, Douglas was. That's right. I forgot about that. Okay, anyway. Uh, it a has, gleam in Kirk's eye one day. Yeah, he, uh, 
It starred um, Spencer Travy, Tracy, Clark Gable, and a woman that I can't remember her name who used to sing a lot. Anyway, <laughs> in the movie, it's after the, the earthquake happens. And the, the, the camera is panning, and it shows this dangling body. Ooh. And a sign around his neck saying, hanged for stealing. Well, that did we used to do that? I don't know, but that, you know, it was just, it was a mob rule kind of in that wow. thing. It was, I don't know why I'm digressing so much. We've got to talk about a serious subject here. But a subject, obviously, that's been around forever. Yeah. I mean, and so way back, we're, we're doing the Ten Commandments, as you know, and uh, here comes the next one. Do not, interesting, the King James that many of us, or many of you grew up with, do not kill. It's broader than that, or it's maybe more specific than that. But clearly, our God is a God of life. It's a God of peace, a God of peace. And yet, what you keep reading is the prevalence of death and of murder mm. and everything that's completely 180 degrees away from the character of our God. Do not murder. Okay, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit confused throughout this entire 20 minutes or so because I'll want to leap to the next program because there's so much of a, you know, Jesus takes it from there, so to speak. Yes, takes it internal. Right. We'll get to that next program, but he says, for sure, don't murder. But then he goes to our hating and right. calling each other names, right. and right. we'll get there. Thanks, Bozo. Um, the word rush, is that what it is? What's that? I called you Bozo because I was giving you a bad name. Oh, oh, I see. I didn't get that. <laughs> it's lead balloon is what that yes. was. Roche. Roche, okay. Uh, the root for murder, but it is not used for killing in war, uh, self-defense, or sadly, suicide. Okay. I don't know why, but there's a definite there's a definite focus on don't do that one act against another. I think that's the point. The deliberate act of an unrighteous, unjustified taking right. of another person's life. Because let's face it, throughout the scripture, um, there is a lot of killing. Um, God calls Joshua as the, the, the captain of the, the army. Right. Um, here we go. The ungodly Canaanites, you see it in the book of Joshua, you see it in the book of Judges, war is called mm -hmm. upon. Mm -hmm. I have never heard of a war that didn't have killing. A and um, so it's not absolute. God calls on the people to kill animals for sacrifices. Yeah. So killing is a part of existence, I yeah. guess. The word for murder has to do with the deliberate taking of another life unjustifiably, uh, un unrighteously. Yeah. Okay. Um, I noticed something. Was, I never thought about this before. Uh, there were three guys in the Bible. You might have heard of them. Uh, Moses, David, and Paul, who were Sounds all... Sounds like a rock band. <laughs> Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, followed by Moses, David, and Paul. All right. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Moses murdered. He did. David murdered. Oh, and though Paul that's where you're going with this. And though Paul didn't physically murder himself, he held the robe of those who yeah. stoned Stephen. And cheered him on. And cheered him on. And, and just holding the robe alone was a, a great significance saying, yes, I support this. Mm -hmm. So he, in, in some basic way, he, he murdered too. And the three extremely important people in the Bible, and they murdered. Wow. I'm glad you I didn't even think of going there, but I mean, in some ways, 
the heroes of our faith, whether Judaism or Christianity, that's really good. Um, because we tend to think, well, that's not me, that's them. It's those people that Shawshank or, you know, it's, yeah. it's, our, it's the leaders of our, Moses killed somebody. Yeah. David had somebody killed. He was also a, a warrior, so he killed a lot of people that way as well. Right. That, very interesting. Again, I want to get into the next uh, subject because it goes from there about the about killing. We're talking about this is interesting because we're talking about a subject that's a no-brainer. I mean, thou shall the, uh, not kill, don't kill, do not kill. Uh, what was the King James? Yeah, thou shall not kill. Oh, okay. Got to get the thou in. Okay. Why do we even touch the subject uh, for those of us who don't murder? And hopefully, you're not a murderer, so you're you're kind of wondering the same. Why is that? Sure, I don't do that. That's silly. Okay, that's really good to bring that up. So, yeah, yeah none of us that are watching this program or listening to it are necessarily tempted. Right. So before we get into the next program, so let's probe that a little bit. A vegetarian, a vegan says we shouldn't kill animals, so let's just eat plants. Well, again, you brought up it's the word murder. It's not the word kill. A pacifist. Um, and I have got some good friends that are pacifists, Christian pacifists, um, say, okay, it says don't kill. Well, no, it says don't murder. You can make a case for pacifism, perhaps going to the New Testament. Yeah. So it, it would apply to them as well. Mm. How far does this command go? Does it go to vegetarianism? I uh, wouldn't, you know, you can, you could make a case for it, but I wouldn't start with this verse. This verse says don't murder, not don't kill. Yeah. Um, pacifism, again, you could make a case for it, primar primarily Jesus' words and the New Testament. I wouldn't start here yeah. as my reference point. Um, so it does apply to people that are not necessarily contemplating killing their next-door neighbor. It's still something that goes through our mind. And Think about our society, whether it's capital punishment or the war in Ukraine or abortion. I mean, th these are still issues that we think about every day. Right. Especially now. And OK, before we go to those three, let's take a moment and pray. <laughs> yeah. For our society. Almost as a fresh take. Let's not be legalists for a minute. But you started with the statistic. We get entertained by murder. Oh, yeah. We watch the movies oh, and we yeah. love them. Yeah. And we come down hard often, our camp does, on movies with sexuality. Um, and, okay, I get that. But not so hard on murder. Um, why, do, why are we entertained by it? And if you are, again, I'm not judge and jury here, but let's just be careful about that. Let's be careful about getting so much of a joy out of the blood and guts of so many of our movies and our video games and all of that. So let's be careful, I guess is what I'm saying. All life belongs to God. That's what makes it precious. And that's he what makes us, us in, Christian, yes. Right. He made us in his image. So we're basically killing him when we when, when we kill somebody else mm -hmm. that's that's so let's 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 deal with that for the last few minutes then god is the author of life and so god determines the right to say 
uh, it, life is sacred and life must not be taken. Now think of the implications of that. First of all, uh, let me just give one more time on my hobby horse. We, we enjoy violence too much. Yes. So if that, if that's the case, then let's talk about, um, let's talk about war for a minute, all right. because I can't turn on the BBC, which is my primary source for yeah, news, yeah, or Fox or CNN or whatever else, and not hear about Ukraine. Right. What does this command say about that? It says it's okay if it's in war. As long as it's... Okay, I'm going to quote my good friend, Augustine. Okay. He started... Wait, why it, did you ask me? I'm not the expert on this. Well, think, because we're having a friendly okay. conversation. Anyway. Uh, Augustine was the first one that talked about a just war. All right. Not just war, but a just war. And there are several elements. There's a whole bunch, and we don't have time to get through them. Um, one of them, I really like this, and I, don't, I, um, and I don't think Putin's war is a just war, by the way. You can quote me on that. One of the things is that it has to be a last resort to the, the violence or threat done to you and your people. Correct. Now, Vladimir may say it, it was the last resort because Ukraine was joining NATO and they were threatening the Russian people and all that. And I understand that. And it's more complex than I'm giving it. However, his unprovoked attack on Ukraine on so many fronts, I don't think was a last resort. Uh, so I don't think it's a just war. A just war, according to Augustine, would be that it's to right a wrong. Oh, there you go. Um, what wrong is Putin writing? The fact that the West is threatening him, yeah, maybe, but let's negotiate or something. Right. The goal of a just war is always to restore peace. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not sure that's happening here. No. Um, and then, happened. and here's one in a just, and I don't even know if you can talk about a just war when you have nuclear capabilities as in your back pocket. Uh, so I don't know if uh, a just war is even possible anymore. But here's another one. Civilians must not be deliberately put in harm's way. Oh, well, you know, that didn't work out. I, yeah, I could give you the quotes of some of my friends that live in Kharkiv and the basements that they're hiding in as mm -hmm. the shelling just continues and continues. Mm -hmm. So pacifism, uh, again, uh, we can disagree. I, I don't think you can biblically defend an absolute pacifism, although I respect them. I do think there's a place to say there's a just war and this command does not exclude that. Think if every single person in the world was a pacifist. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting way to handle things. I'm not going to fight a war. Neither am I. I would love that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, let's go back to Jesus's blessed be the peacemakers. Let's go back to John Lennon. Give peace a chance. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's the last resort. Peace. Shalom is one of the most beautiful words, not only in the human language, but in the Bible. God longs for shalom. And one day when Christ comes back, there will be shalom. Um, and I'm afraid in the meantime, there's not. Yeah. Um, so let's talk real quickly, because I'm sure it's in people's minds. Um, we're we doing have, okay. We have only a few minutes, and it's a subject that we could talk about for days, but go on and hit it. Okay. Two more. Oh. Capital punishment. Okay. Um, I, I think, I don't think, I, I, you can read it pretty clearly. In, in the book of Romans, even in the book of Genesis, capital punishment um, is allowed. 
The government, God has ordained the government to maintain the peace, to avoid anarchy, to discipline the criminal. God gives the sword, to quote the Apostle Paul, to the government. And so this command, uh, do not murder, I don't think um, completely annuls capital punishment. Now, in governments around the world, including ours, but in some much worse than ours, that's an abuse. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible abuse Correct. by the people. So hear us say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in our country, if you look at the statistics, people of color oftentimes get capital punishment much more readily than you and me. Right. So there is an injustice to this call for justice. Right. So let's just say that. Is that uh, okay? Complete agreement. Okay, one more. No, you're right. We don't have a whole lot of time. We should devote a show to this somewhere down the road. We will. Um, and that is uh, Roe versus Wade, um, the leak in our Supreme Court that perhaps they're going to look more carefully at overturning it. Yeah, this is um, May, May 12th is our day we're recording this, so it hasn't been resolved. Okay. It, will it be soon? I don't even know. No, we're not going to do it until July. Oh, so July, yeah. though, we will know. Yeah, think of the, the tension that's going to go on between now and July. It's okay. Unbelievable. Anyway. So you're you're more civilly minded, civically minded than yeah. I am mm. civilly as well. Sure. Um, if it were to get overturned, does it just now turn over to the states? Yes. Okay. It does not make uh, abortion illegal. It only says, okay, states, now you have to okay. make your laws. And that's one of the reasons so many states are... Uh, acting now because they want to instill what they believe in. Okay. And uh, New York and uh, and California are saying, if you are uh, needing an abortion, we'll pay for the flight to our state and 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 pay for the abortion. So okay, so the commandment six is at is stake here. So there's really two rights that we talk about, and in the media, at least the little bit I read, we you primarily just hear it's the right of the woman, and I understand that. But what Commandment 6 seems to uh, also lean into, it's the right of the unborn right. human right. in that woman. And that is what is that is what is the tension here, isn't it? Yes, but it, the, the tension comes from where does life begin? Right. That is the crux of the matter. It, it really true. And if you're a scientist and you try to answer it physically, you've got nine months to answer that question. Um, we believe, and I, I I don't think it's just a biblical thing, although you can t- look at verses in the scripture that says, God knew me in my mother's womb. Right. Um, John the Baptist, interestingly enough, while he was in his mother's sure. womb, leapt for joy when Mary came and Jesus was in his mother's womb. So uh, the scripturally, you can say there is a sense of life and consciousness before birth. Right. Um, you can go to, and we should bring some people in to talk about this. You can go to DNA. You can go to chromosomes. Right. In Ohio, there's the heartbeat law. Right. So there are there are other ways to determine life aside from birth. Well, we, it's been in, in place for 49 years. In that time, we are now able to take pictures, video of the baby in the womb more clearly than ever before. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it becomes very clear to those of us who are right to life people that look, there's something right there that's yeah, moving around, sucking its thumb. It's so sad. Yeah. So scientifically, you have to determine when does life exist, uh, begin, conception, which is what we're propo- proposing, 
and then all the way further. And that's there's the argument. But I would say religiously, there's the argument, too. And because we believe that human beings are more than just physical mass. Mm-hmm. We are spiritual beings as well. And we believe that uh, you have to answer the question. And I think you can make a biblical case that in the womb, you your spirit is part of the physical forming. You are you are body and spirit, and you don't get your spirit the day after you're born. You are a spiritual being even in your mother's womb. Mm. So, yeah, so uh, we think Command 6 does speak to this whole issue. Let's take—we're going a wee bit long, but we're okay. Regardless of how this law goes, I think there is the responsibility of— believing people of all people but believing people because we're sort of outspoken about this so what do we do i don't know i've got some ideas all right um the church does have responsibility we have to care for the vulnerable okay um so that means we have to provide sanctuary for abused women for neglected women if if let's say in ohio we happen to be in ohio and let's say um the heartbeat law passes Mm -hmm. again. And so more and more unwanted babies are being born instead of aborted. That I think the church ought to stand up and, and begin enlisting their members into foster parenting, into adoption, into those. So instead of just, instead of just, um, pointing out the darkness let's let's light some candles right. and the candles are you need to consider being uh, an adoptive parent um we need to consider offering economic assistance right. to to uh, uh, mothers we need to help single mothers whose father, the father of that child is nowhere to be found. So instead of just cursing the darkness, we need to light some candles. And I think he should be held accountable to some some extent. I don't know how they do that. Let's go back to your first. And I also don't think, I also think we should not always depend on the government to answer these questions. Oh, the church can be very much, very much so. And that's to me, that's foster care. That's adopting. That's providing financial help because let's face it. There are people in our church, churches who have um, unwanted pregnancies. I mean, it's not just us, them. Right. And so starting with our own people, we need to love them. We need to care for them. And we need to offer concrete assistance for them. And something else that I think is a dividing, uh, that's dividing us uh, between one side or another, we have to show love to those who have had abortions, totally. to know that they are forgiven, to not have that weight on their shoulders, to know that we love them. And that we and, and we God to, loves them, and God loves them. Yep. And this this is we really got to work a lot harder than that. Yeah, I I agree. So this is a really good command, and we've covered a number of things. Can I build the bridge to next sure, to tomorrow? Sure. And uh, John would write in First John, anyone who hates his brother mm-hmm. is a murderer. There's command six huh? for you mm-hmm. and you. Huh? Well, there you go. Is that it? That's it. All right. Well. Next week, I'm going to be pretty teed off. Until then, thank you for watching and listening. Thank you for joining us today for A Fresh Take. Your support means so much to us as we get this podcast off the ground. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you please consider leaving a review to help us get the word out to more listeners? You can also subscribe to A Fresh Take right now and guarantee that you will never miss a new episode. The video version of this podcast is available on the Trinity Menor YouTube channel. 
or by visiting trinitymenor.com slash learnandgrow, where you can also catch up on past episodes of Pastor Paul's video series, Take 5, or read back through his blog, To The Point. A Fresh Take is hosted by Mark Pennell alongside Pastor Paul Sartorelli and is a ministry of Trinity Church in Menor, Ohio. Our musical selections are provided courtesy of Michael Burrett from the Eastman School of Music. Visit trinitymenor.com for more information about Trinity and its ministries. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next time.